Hi, this is Doug Manch, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. And this is episode 225. You're with your high pressure Ray. Salutations. And joining me, returning at in the bunker, <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> is Justin the Owl. Osgood Justin, welcome back, welcome back. Thank you, Ray, and thank you, Loonies, for listening, as always. Excellent. I didn't have our fictitious setting or place of discussion worked out, Justin, hence the bunker, but that works. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> we, we could be a, a, bunk, a bunker on island strange oh, or yes. something. Yeah. That actually works. That's even better. Yeah, that is. We are on <laughs> island strange in a bunker. And, uh, and loony listeners, uh, it is a waning crescent, so that means this is a Lunapic classic run review tonight. And we'll be looking at Moon Knight, Volume 1, Issue 19, Assault on Island Strange. Now, before any of that, of course, a big thank you to our sponsors. A big thank you to the likes of Justin. Our gracious Patronis are listed as co-producers and executive producers on each of the shows. So, a big thanks to Daniel, Justin, Derek, Kyle, Wayne, Jordan, Josh, James, Russell, and Anthony. Also, Fringe Night by Daniel doing an original indie comic based on Erie, Pennsylvania's very own mysterious superhero, Go check it out, I urge you. Daniel Doing, he's a great creator, all-round nice loony. Um, go hit him up for those back issues. Uh, as well as Hello Headphones, empowering gamers to play at their best, and Dreamland Comics, the superhero superstore. Further details for discounts to come towards the end of the show. Now, Justin, we are here to review a classic run. Uh, so... Released in May 1982, uh, this was yeah, yeah. Midnight, Volume One, Issue 19, and we have a stellar creative team here. Of course, writer Doug Mensch, penciler Bill Sinkevich, uh, inker Steve Mitchell. Interesting to get your thoughts on this, where when Bill doesn't ink his own, Justin, mm. um, mm-hmm. co- colorist Chrissy Skeel, letterer John Morelli, and editors the great Denny O'Neill and Ralph Macchio. Now you can get oh you can you can read a copy of this uh, via floppy uh, or a digital um so comicsology or marvel uh marvel comics will have it uh, marvel unlimited it should be on there as well uh as well as i'm reading it from a trade uh the epic collection volume 2 shadows of the moon page 300 oh nice yeah page 353 justin how are you, how are you going to read yours i've got the original floppy going here. Yes, awesome. You've got the old school yeah, it has, OG. It has an ad cracker jack in the inside cover. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, is it how? How's the condition of it, Justin? I do know that you like to uh, to read oh. them thoroughly. This one is in good shape. I've, oh, cool. I've taken good care. I, I take good care of all my Moon Knight ones. It's everything else that gets beat oh, up quite yeah. a bit. <laughs> Oh, look, but but there's no shame in in uh, you know in in having a rough go at, at your comics. I don't mind. I, I love the idea of just not being too precious 
um, for, for certain ones, you know, mm. <laughs> like certain ones that you want to be, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, awesome. At least you've got the ads there to keep you entertained as well. Um, oh, yeah, and there's a, there's a funny uh, letter, too, that I, I want to remark about in the back. One Somebody uh, wrote a letter with a really funny little comment in there I wanted to mention later on. Oh, please do, please do. We'll, uh, we'll, yeah. we'll get to that, um, yeah, um, after towards the end or whenever it'd be good um now listeners that don't or or are unfamiliar with the format what will happen is uh justin will read out a bare bones or a synopsis uh, to give you a roundabout uh, knowledge of the issue that we're about to discuss uh, and that will be courtesy of wiki and then justin and i will just talk about um different aspects i mean we'll, we'll just freestyle it writing panel uh, sorry writing art themes, uh, characterizations, and potential references to other runs. And we'll cap it off with a, a moon rating. Uh, Justin, may I ask which moon rating system you will use tonight? I think I'm going to use the Connor Shoe rating. Excellent, excellent. Everyone does because it's so good. Uh, so uh, we have two rating systems, <laughs> Loonies, the Vanilla rating, and the Connor Shoes rating system. Don't worry, just bear with us. You'll you'll figure it out when we when we rate this thing. Um, so yeah, yes, all will, all will be revealed, much like Nimrod Strange as Arsenal. Mm. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> um, exactly. All right. Well, l- let's kick it off. Justin, would you be so kind as to read the bare bones for our listeners? Yeah, sure. With his Mossad allies having decoded Ben Abramov's hidden message, Moon Knight takes the fight to the Third World Slayer's secret base. Mark, Marlene, and Frenchie impersonate revolutionaries to infiltrate the compound, with Marlene quickly being recruited as one of Strange's personal bodyguards. He always surrounds himself with three beautiful women, representing the European, African, and Asian races that make up his organization. And he has just become dissatisfied with Sheena, the previous woman in the white slot. Jealous, Sheena attempts to dig up dirt on the new recruit. With the loss of the Slayer's elite, Nimrod Strange adopts their weaponry, and that of the Master Sniper, into a personal battlesuit and dubs himself Arsenal. Sheena figures out the three imposters, but Marlene takes her out before she can report to Strange. Moon Knight and Frenchie are drawn out into the open while sabotaging the base. Arsenal gets the better of Moon Knight and escapes with Marlene, but Moon Knight now knows where they're headed, to Manhattan, to launch a massive terrorist attack. Yes, yeah, so the adventure does not end at the end of this issue with uh, yeah with that third world organization. What's it called? It's not called the. Th- I mean, Wiki said the third world slayers. It, it's they're not slayers called- elite. Yeah, the slayers elite were I, the assassins. The slayers elite. It's called um. What is it called? The thir- um the third world army. Th- third third world. Yeah. Yeah. Third yeah, world yeah. army. Yeah. So no, thank you so much for that, Justin. That was a- actually surprisingly a good wiki wiki entry um so that was a really i had to, I had to sn- uh, snicker at there when you said the previous woman in the white slot 
Um, I know, yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, Justin, what did you make of this issue before we get into the details? I really liked this one, uh, actually compared to the previous two issues, which kind of set up the storyline. I thought this was much better comparatively, both in the terms of the art and the storytelling. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to agree with you. I think um, from the previous um, appearances of Third World, the Third World Army and Nimrod Strange, I think I enjoyed this the most. Uh, but we'll we'll get into uh, why and and you know the ins and outs. Um, I guess now. I mean, Justin, do you want to kick off on one of your your big points? Sure. Yeah, with the the writing, I loved uh, in the very first page. We get a great piece of dialogue. Um, where Moon Knight's kind of flying out at the soldiers, and one of them says, a ghost flying on the night wind. I just love that. <laughs> that great. Yeah. Because these guys over in Lebanon mm-hmm. would have no idea about who Moon Knight is, would have no clue about Moon Knight or, or anything to do with a vigilante from New York City. So to see him flying out of like that, I'm sure probably scared the hell out of them. It's great. Yeah, I, I love the. I mean, we. I think we talked about this um, before, Justin. And incidentally, uh, you mentioned uh, you were on the Master Snipers um, issue seventeen, right? Um, discussion that right, we had. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> really yeah. cool. But um, I love this international flavor with Moon Knight, and I love what mm. Mensch has done. So writing wise, I love it how he set uh, Moon Knight as an international superhero, um, regardless of whether people recognize him or not. Uh, he's just this this guy that dresses up in a suit and he just pops up. Um, but yeah, I, I love the fact that they're in Lebanon. I mean, how many stories can you say oh, I know. set in Lebanon, you know, right. And yeah. uh, it's a great opener as well. It starts off with the action, but they're, they're kind of collecting potential followers for the third world army. Uh, but it, mm-hmm. it kicks off with, with some action straight away. Uh, and uh, Moon Knight, like <laughs> what I found really funny he uses the the good old fashioned tripwire technique. Tripwire, uh, yes. Yeah, and I just had to laugh. There was what one, two, three, four, five guys tripped over it. Like they must have been running very closely together, <laughs> or or it's too dark and one of them tripped and then the other guy tripped and then the other. But it was a little comical. Yeah, right, I they all tripped over each other. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But some really good action. Really good action here. Um, again, I've got a hand it to Bill Sienkiewicz uh, as well as you do get a sense of what Moon Knight's doing there's a there's a one shot of this guy Moon Knight kicks him at the back of the head and his head just goes straight into the ground uh, oh that, yes and there's that great sound effect scoffed yeah <laughs> yeah when he when he kicks him scoffed yeah know, his face goes right into the into the ground yeah, yeah. um so really good and, and I'm always proud to see like at the bottom of that page Moon Knight at with like five or six guys at his feet. I mean, this is a guy without superpowers. Mm. He can just beat six of them without any problems. Yeah, so, single-handed. Um, mm. But um, also, I want to call out Justin as well. You've got it. I see it in your notes as well. It's one of the rare instances we see another identity of Mark in mm. that of Yitzhak Topol. Um, yeah, new identity. Well, not identity. I, I should say more like an alter ego or a um, mm. disguise. Well, yeah. there's true. It, it is a disguise. And I guess at this point in time, they really hadn't sussed out what's the go with Mark's identities as well. Um, mm. 
I mean, even here, I'm just looking here, Mark, um, he gets a little angry. Oh, yeah, I said, um, don't call me Mark or Stephen. Uh, remember, I've got a new ID mm. for the duration. So he's either a really good method actor, like he doesn't, like, don't call me those names, um, or also as well, it, it implies that Mark and Stephen aren't identities or alters, so, so to speak. Like if mm. we're going to get into DID, it looks like they're just roles. That's what I'm assuming, but um, I don't know. Did you and this was that? in the early days, I think, before they had kind of delved into those waters about the, the DID with the, the different yeah. identities. I think, yeah, this was a bit before they started touching on that. Oh, so. look, I think, look, someone asked me in another podcast that I, I guessed it on. It was the, um, I'll, I'll give them a shout out now, the Werewolf by Night podcast. And they were, they asked me, they said, mm. Ray, they said, how far, like how long ago, like how long has he had DID, Moon Knight? And I was tracking in my mind, Justin, and for the life of me, I could only pinpoint it to around the Houston run, 2006. It's, it's that late that we actually get oh. Moon Knight with DID. Um, there's, there's talk, it's very loose in the Mensch run. Like over here, as mm-hmm. mentioned, it implies that he might be using him as roles. Um, Marlene says a couple mm-hmm. of times, oh, you're, schi- you're schizo, you're schizo or something like that. Really, you know, yeah. obviously not very, yeah. um, appropriate these days. So it right. really hadn't formulated. Mark Spectre Moon Knight, there's no mention of, of any, um, mm. mental issues. In the, in the, yeah, 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 it's completely. And then I'm thinking way. after that, there was 1998. There was uh, Resurrection War and High Strangers, that had no real mm-hmm. talk about DID. So it's not until I think mm-hmm. 2006 that we see DID. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. Mm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, Yitzhak Topol. Interesting. I just found it interesting to see another. Um, you know. Um, what do you call it? Another, I don't want to even say identity now, but just another role that Mark plays. Another, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A former Libyan double agent stationed in Jerusalem was his cover story. <laughs> yeah. And uh, just well-placed moustache and, and glasses, and there you go. Um, yeah. Oh, it works for Superman, so, you know. What's I about to say? Almost like Groucho Marx. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> that, that must have. <laughs> a bit dodgy, but um, no, no, but yeah. really cool. Um, I just love this, this, uh, the setting that Mensch has created with this. It's, it's, um, mm. for me, I, I've put it akin to like, there are not many stories I believe around this time that Marvel are doing, um, that are similar to what Mensch is doing. Um, I could only cite mm. potentially the NAM in the fact that it's a very grounded in, in reality or, um, mm-hmm. Masters of Kung Fu, which Mensch also wrote, mm. which was very espionage. True. This this is so cool because it's right. it's it's like they're going on a mission. It's not like your typical superhero story. It's like they're actually there's an operation, you know? Mm. It's almost like a James Bond story yep. too, in the fact that there's this crazy you know, would-be world fascist world dictator, this narcissistic sociopath, and he's got this network of and all this money that he suddenly has out of nowhere. I always would, I'm always astounded how these supervillains get all their money. Like how did how did Nimrod Strange get all this money to have this island and all this stuff? But oh, blood money, Justin, uh, blood money, blood. Well, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> uh, 
But it, it seemed like in a lot of ways like a like a James Bond story. Like mm. they were infiltrating this island and like you know, doing all this covert stuff. So, I, I, yeah, I, definitely. I, I don't think there were many Marvel books that no. were doing that back then. You're right. Yeah. I, I loved it. I love this kind of infiltrating thing. This is like something that you don't see or expect in a superhero comic. I mean, I was thinking about mm. it like any other superhero. You know, I don't want to you know cast bad thoughts of them or anything, but like you know, the likes of say Captain America, they'd storm in. And, you know, they'll just fight mm. straight out. Whereas yeah. this was a little bit more um, covert uh, and yeah. it was very calculated. They had a plan. Uh, he has a team in Frenchie and Marlene as well. Uh, and you mentioned as well, Justin, Marlene, she really shines in this issue. Mm, she does. This is a great kind of showcase for some of her abilities, mm. especially during the fight with Sheena. She really, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is I found really great. Um, that was one of the highlights for me as well. Just again, seeing how capable Marlene is. Because let's not forget, she she gets her training from Mark and and potentially Frenchie. I mean, both of these guys are Mercs, mm. uh, ex Mercs. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's had the yeah. highest form of training. Yeah, um, mm. but she she has almost an arrogance to her as well. Like um, she. She calls it out to, to Nimrod Strange, like, I'm ready. I'm, I'm already trained. You don't need to train me up um, to be your bodyguard. I can handle it. Uh, and that kind of puts her yeah. in that position to fight. Uh, it, it's not uh, Sheena at that instance, isn't it? It's the... Um, oh, no, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's um, Yumi. Yumi, yeah, yeah. And she Yumi. does she does good work with it. But she, she does fight Sheena as well later on um, a little bit. She does, yeah. Um, it's a very... Um, <laughs> I, I had to, to chuckle here, Justin, very... Coincidental that the that Sheena, the white one, uh, was uh, falling out with Strange and and looked so similar to Marlene. <laughs> you know mm, what I mean? Yeah, blonde, <laughs> blue eyed, and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would what be a strange a, coincidence. Exactly, yeah. it, it would be a different story if Yumi was the one falling out with Strange, and you know, <laughs> God forbid, Strange can have two <laughs> European bodyguards. Oh, that was that. I think that would mess up with OCD really badly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, Marlene's, uh, okay, I'm just bouncing. I'm looking a little bit on mine and a little bit on your notes as well here, uh, Justin, as well. Yeah, her, her dialogue, everything about her in this issue was, um, I think, really good. Uh, I, I think she mm. really had a strong uh, a, a strong role in this issue. Yeah, you can, you get to, uh, a taste of what she can do when she's left on her own, when Mark trusts her to kind of go undercover and knows that she's not going to screw up, screw it up, or or make a mistake, because there there were some times in the past, in the mm-hmm. beginning, where she kind of stumbled into the middle of it, and yep, well, know, maybe I tripped mean, over stuff a little bit, but that's to be expected. Yeah, I mean, but over um, here, I mean, that's a great point that you raise, Justin, because we see towards the end of this, she sticks to the plan. Like, there's a point where mm, it's almost, yeah, it's almost as if Moon Knight is in dire need of help, but she doesn't want to blow her cover because this is all part mm. of the plan. So I, I like that discipline that she has. Um, yes, could have absolutely. almost come undone because that grenade goes off uh, and, and Moon Knight's kind of mm. left uh, in the rubble. Um, but um, no, but full credit to Marlene. She does well. Um, her fighting prowess and her, her abilities to, I guess, act. Um, she has to... Mm. Oh, the sacrifices she has to make. Uh, 
you know, let's talk about that initiation, Justin, that Nimrod Strange mm. has for all his new bodyguards. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think... I think <laughs> the Bill French- Cosby initiation. Oh, the Bill... <laughs> I think... I think Frenchie puts it or something. Frenchie and Mark saying, oh, we all know what that initiation means, don't we? I mean, yeah, yeah. can't get any more sleazy than that. <laughs> uh, um, but I think also, well, actually, um, so Marlene, yeah, she's done really well. Let, let's talk about Nimrod Strange. Now, I, before I forget, we must speak of the, the cover, Justin. So we're getting cover, the in- yeah. introduction of Arsenal. Arsenal, mm-hmm. with the emphasis on, em- <laughs> emphasis on ass. Uh, <laughs> um, what, what, what do you make of this this cover? I I don't like it. I yikes! <laughs> it's I, memorable. <laughs> it's just it's it's definitely memorable. But when I when I first saw this, I was like, wow, that's. Yeah. If I was looking at this in 1982, I might have walked past this and not picked this up. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I felt like this, this, they should have shown like a, a, a scene from the, the forest, like that opening fight. Oh when, yeah. When Moon Knight was, was fighting those soldiers in the, in the middle of the night, they, oh, they should have shown like a, a great Bill Sienkiewicz cover of that would have been mm. perfect compared to this. Oh, I know. It, it's a bit of a, as I said, it is memorable. Um, the red, the yellow on the red, I think, really sticks out. Um, and it's fun to have Moon Knight there. I mean, he's drawn pretty much well by Sienkiewicz. Um, mm-hmm. the, the only thing I have, I really have against this is, is really the design of, um, of Arsenal. Uh, I think it's mm-hmm. pretty cheesy. Uh, and that's yeah. nothing to say against, um, I mean, if we look at the artwork, in general, there, there's some really great stuff. Like at the beginning, uh, I think it's almost a second, third page or something. It's when Moon Knight throws that crescent dart, and this is really cool sequence oh, of panels. Yeah, yeah, where you see his crescent dart, crescent dart kind of loop in the air, uh, and mm. it goes past the the moon, the real moon. Um, mm-hmm. Really cool, fun stuff. Like little things like that, I love from Bill Sienkiewicz. Now. I don't know if if he is totally responsible for the design of Arsenal, but I think it really falls flat. <laughs> it's um, mm, yeah. I, I'm assuming Mensch said, "Okay, I'm going to introduce this character Arsenal. He's going to be basically a conglomeration of the Slayer's Elite and Master Sniper. He's going to have all the works in him. Um, go design it." Mm-hmm. And I I, I mm. think maybe Bill designed it. I could be wrong. But it really is terrible. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's the big clunky blue boots. Yeah. It's the helmet. It's the the A the going a? across the oh, chest. Terrible. It's, it's angular. Um, it's just a mess. It's yeah. a mess of a cost. Yeah. The, the, there's something also I think a little juvenile in on the front cover in in having to notate. Arsenal's thing and saying, look, this is the high intensity headlamp. This is a protective mm. helmet. This is the grenade. Yeah. Uh, I just. Nunchaku. Yeah. <laughs> really? That's an Nunchaku? Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad that you cleared that up for me. I wouldn't have known that otherwise. <laughs> well, I've got oh, a, and a concealed garo. Well, I guess it's not concealed anymore. We all know it's in there now. <laughs> but I, I mean, oh, it's just laughable. There, there's even. I mean, I'm laughing at this high intensity headlamp. I'm, I'm thinking maybe. Oh, the, I know. Yeah. The protective helmet must have 
been influenced from Darth Vader. And, and maybe Bill said, wow, Darth mm. Vader's pulled it off. Maybe I can pull it off with Arsenal. Um, but it, it, it doesn't work. Um, anyway, I wanted to talk about... Um, so that cover, yeah, but I wanted to talk about Arsenal in general. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe we've covered it all now, Justin, but what did you think of, of Arsenal and his his time in the sun by showing showcasing his abilities? Well, I, I thought that his, his weaponry, like his actual literal Arsenal, is fine. Mm. It's just the, the visual presentations is pretty poor. Yeah, it's one of the worst costumes I think I've seen in a long time. Yeah, uh, I mean... Yeah. The char- the character's good though. I mean, I think he's a good villain, especially yep. a great villain for Moon Knight, you know, this terrorist leader. Yeah. With a with an organization of assassins and and terrorists, I, I think is a great choice of a of a nemesis for Moon Knight and I thought yep. he was great for the story too. Mm-hmm. Just the costume was, was junk, that's all. Yeah, I mean, I can see I can understand what Mensch was doing like Nimrod Strange is consolidating all the abilities his finest assassins have had and he's put it all into one but i I just don't Mm -hmm. think it works i mean unless those assassins like master sniper and the slayers elite unless they were really uh decked out and over the top then Mm -hmm. you can probably i don't know i think you can have like some sort of tech armor or something but to just take on Mm -hmm. their weapons i mean he's he's even missing those fantastic uh, acid-filled icicles. Remember that that other Slayer's Elite had. Oh, oh um, yeah, the acid. <laughs> acid glass shards or something. Um, yes, thank the, thank God. Were, yeah, yeah. Oh, thank God he oh, didn't yeah. have them because you know yeah. that's just you might as well just um, hand yourself in right there with with those things hanging off you. Um, but oh, absolutely. I, I couldn't help but look at the grenades on his belt. I'm going, buddy. You're setting yourself up for a loss here as well. As well. <laughs> like, jeez. Like, why not just strap, you know, gunpowder around you? Like, why don't you just take a dip yeah, in a barrel of gunpowder and just walk around? <laughs> it's like it's... Anybody got a match? Yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, but, you know, I can see the purpose of what Menschel's trying to do. And, again, a little quick showcase. Look, I've got I've got the wrist blaster of, of Master Sniper. Mm. I've got the nunchucks of, of Chu Lin. And I've got Jujuba's guns and all that. So, um, right. and then he disposes of a tank with a grenade. Uh, I, mm. Does that, is that? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, I, that might be possible, but I don't. <laughs> I don't so, yeah. Unless he, it's a really powerful grenade. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Maybe he's got access to things we don't know about. Possibly, but it would have been good to, uh, and maybe look, if ever I am to critique Doug Mensch, maybe this is where it, it is, you know, um, Doug Mensch is very good at doing grounded stuff and, and maybe, you know, he, he couldn't conjure up something really fantastic or maybe he did want to keep it grounded but i'm just thinking in in this mm-hmm. day and age where you have iron man with his repulsor rays and all this tech um arsenal with all these old day weapons aren't going to cut it like he's, mm-hmm. he's got a garrot he's got a grenade and he's got like a gun nunchucks and nunchucks, nunchucks. is that yeah. really going to strike fear into the world like you know when he goes up against the avengers is that really going to stack it i don't think so so no. um no. Yes, yeah, so I think that's a little bit of a shortcoming. Whether or not Doug Mance wanted to keep him grounded, I don't know. But I, I, he doesn't come across as being as formidable as I think he should be. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, there was another villain called Arsenal that came yes. about in Mark Spector Moon Knight, and I thought his design was a lot better than hey, this. I, yes, I agree. Yeah, was, um, had some nineties tinges. Better. Sorry, a little bit of nineties stuff, but yeah, yeah, that was good. compared to this. Though, I thought it was <laughs> yeah, yeah, this was funny. <laughs> um, uh, so we have Arsenal as well. The introduction. This is the introduction to a new big bad. Um, I guess so. If you've got your copy of issue 19, you know, bag and board it, it's going to skyrocket, baby. Especially if you do get Arsenal in the Moonlight TV show, which would be hilarious. Um, that would be great, yeah. Well, maybe just as Nimrod Strange. I mean, that would be really good. Mm. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but one of the other, I guess, looking at the other um, parts of the plot, which was interesting, was this uh, was this thing about Marlene taking over Sheena's role and mm. Sheena being suspicious of... Um, of the trio, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, and and her little sub subplot of of trying to, I guess, expose them. That was, I thought that was done pretty well. Um, that was cool. Yeah, I like yeah. that. So she basically it would have been easy just to throw that little subplot away and and not yes. do anything with it. It was cool how he worked that back in. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at at the end of the day, yeah, at the end of the day, look. Um, Moon Knight and Frenchie were going to get exposed, right? Because uh, they, what they did at the end, they they blew up everything, you, you know, pretty much. Um, so they were always right. going to have people coming at them. But I think Sheena really wanted to expose Marlene. And what I found interesting, though, was that Marlene actually nips it in the bud, and she doesn't. Mm-hmm. She doesn't get to expose Marlene. Um, mm-hmm. Mar- Marlene does away with a, real, with a, a series of <laughs> short punches to the back. <laughs> she, uh, she, takes her, she, she really uh, puts the boots to Sheena. She karate chops <laughs> her right in the throat. Yeah. And then she kicks her in the back, and then she beats on her just with her fists. <laughs> she does. Mercilessly until this woman is down. Yeah. I thought, wow. And, well, Sheena. <laughs> and she, then you see yeah. Nimrod, what took you so long? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, a testament to Marlene, how quickly she dispatched of Sheena. I mean, considering that Sheena was meant to be part of her, part of Nimrod's bodyguards, I mean, she, she beat her hands down. Um, yeah, without really much of an effort. No. So I guess Nimrod was right in, in getting rid of Sheena. She, she, you know, she's dropping the ball on that one. But um, yeah. she, she does expose, like she does, I like a little investigative um, subplot there. She, she goes, checks the roster, and what we see mm. is that she counts 33 people there, but there's only 33, 30 people accounted on, on the roster. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's all very systematic, but, uh, but Sheena, you know. She, she's done the numbers. Uh, she knows mm. what's happening. So that was good. Um, I thought that was interesting. Um, mm. Yeah. That was really good. Uh, now, obviously, of course, if just going to references, Justin, th- this does refer to the previous two issues. It seems like ages mm-hmm. forever that we actually read them, but, um, you know, we are dictated by the phases of the moon. But issues 17 mm-hmm. and 18, and they all kind of work together, don't they? Yeah, it's one one uh, conjoining story. Yeah, and I think mm. it it did start at seventeen with the assassination of Ben Abramoff by the Master yes. Sniper. Yeah. So this is actually a, I, I never I know it's pretty bloody obvious, but I never realised that it was a, a nice little tight. Well, it hasn't even finished yet. Um, um, arc, you know, consecutive arc. I I, I always mm. imagined that this Nimrod Strange he kind of flitted in and out of of like issues. Oh. 
but yeah, I didn't realize mm-hmm. that that was all consecutive. So that, that's really cool. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah, it reads really well too. It reads well as a consecutive story. Oh, okay. I, I'm going to have to. I'll, I want to read them all consecutive now as well to see how it all kind of pans out. Um, yeah. Any other any other points you want to pull out on the art or the writing? Uh, the art, I, I will say that Steve Mitchell, I was really impressed with the inks on mm. uh, throughout this issue. I, I know that I complained a little bit about his inks um, in issue 17 with the Master Sniper. There were some ah, yes, panels yes. that were kind of off, but in, in this issue, he's 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 doing a great job with all of his inks. There's a lot of great use of shadow, a lot of atmospheric stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Some really and good close-ups. Lo- Sorry. Yeah, yeah, good close-ups of Marlene mm-hmm. looking at. Um, and I, I loved. <laughs> there's a panel where where Nimrod Strange basically has Marlene all to himself, and he he picks her up. Oh yeah. And she she can't even disguise the disgust on her face when oh. he's leering at her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, I, it, I wanted. It's right before he kisses her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to point that out as well. I mean, I guess Steve and Ed, uh, Bill Sienkiewicz, just great facial expressions. I mean, mm. that one totally, when she's kind of looking at him. Uh, there's another one. Yeah. Uh, it's, I guess, not so much facial expressions, more like a bodily expression. There's this bit where, um, towards the beginning, where Marlene is pushed along, like, um, mm. to go with the other bodyguards. And I don't know, I yes. just think it's really really well done like just to show that kind of awkwardness but at the same time mm-hmm. um being shoved along um just those little things that really work yeah i like that too definitely i know which one which panel you mean mm. yeah that was a great part and i love too there was a scene i have two panels i thought were the best mm-hmm. uh there's one where moon knight's confronting arsenal right at the end mm-hmm. and he goes um you killed my oldest friend among oh, yes. other things you've done to me and mine. I'm here to avenge those things. I love that panel. He yeah. looks so good in that one. Well, and then not- on the next page, the, the panel with the explosion, I thought, was also oh, really yeah. strange. Very minimal, but just very effective. And mm. the colors there, I mean, very simple. Just the reds and yellows work really well. Um, I just wanted to make comment there, Justin, on what you were mentioning, that panel with Moon Knight. Uh, it's, it's not often with... Well, in this issue, at least, that you see Moon Knight's mask is white. So um, mm. I think it's really effective to show his anger there. Rather than just have the two yeah. eyes in black, <clears throat> you've got mm-hmm. a bit more texture around the face. So that was really good. That's true. <clears throat> yeah, really good use of shadow there. And it makes him look really kind of imposing and menacing. Yeah. 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 Um, now, also, I wanted to raise the the point with this, um, with this story that... You know, we were mentioning how it was a a really good uh, kind of uh, mission or operation, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. but also at the heart of it as well. And and actually that panel that you just pointed out does highlight the fact that it's also personal for Moon Knight, uh, his best Mm. friend. We shouldn't forget Abramov was, uh, not his best friend, but his friend, Uh, Abramov was was slain. So Moon Knight has this, um, I guess, this motive and added to the fact where he sees Poor Marlene getting manhandled by Nimrod Strange. Mm-hmm. Um, 
pushes him to, uh, to to force the plan a bit earlier than they intended. So I, I guess that's why you do get them being caught out. But um, but uh, it's uh, yeah, it's really good. It, it works on both of those layers that you get this really nice um, calculated, planned out operation. But also, it's a little bit of Moon Knight wanting to um, to pay back Nimrod Strange, and that is called back mm. at the beginning as well. Where I think one of the um, one of those guys on the boat was saying that I hope he's not too close to Abramov, and I always wondered what that kind of meant. Like, like that didn't really make sense until you get a, um, a reaffirmation mm. that Moon Knight is a little bit emotional with this. You know, he he's a little mm. bit pissed off at Nimrod Strange. Yeah. And I guess I was saying, let's just hope he's not, his emotions don't um, get the better of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and his rage to, takes over. Yeah. Well, yeah. plus to the fact that Ben was gunned down in his house, like yes. shot right in front of him in his house. I mean, yeah, that's exactly. pretty bad. Yeah. So, so it's, it's personal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I found, uh, I mean, like you're mentioning in your notes here, Justin, about the, the, the fighting. Um, I just found it really, really great. It's just very grassroots, uh, a lot of explosions, uh, a lot of bullets flying. Uh, no, obviously, understandably, no superpowers. And Arsenal's not, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's not shooting death rays and stuff. Um, it's all pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, he's just using his basic weaponry. Yeah, mm-hmm. his, he didn't. He didn't get his nunchucks out. He didn't get an <laughs> opportunity to use those. But maybe that will be in the next issue. Oh, <laughs> potentially, or, or the garrots. You never know. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, and also, I guess just the final thing. I, I mean, I wanted to to raise was uh, Frenchie. I, I found it was a little go go Frenchie there he, um he's just mowing down people with a machine gun just yeah <laughs> you know, it's yeah a little desensitized to death yeah when it's when it's uh empty of bullets he just throws the machine gun <laughs> yeah, he does he does <laughs> i found that hilarious and he, he gets a guy he got one other guy so that's good uh managed yeah. to clock the guy um i do f- yeah. find it co- i'm just gonna go a little bit what I found really, I was expecting actually, because I haven't read these in a long time. I was actually expecting this to be wrapped up here, but um, I was so I was gen- genuinely surprised when Nimrod Strange escapes yet again, um, mm. all, all kind of building up to, uh, I guess, a final, a final confrontation. Yeah, in, uh, uh, Manhattan. Yeah. Manhattan. Yeah, I'm just looking a bit more in in the uh, my uh, epic collection, and I do see. The blue boots and the orange suit <laughs> later on in some pages to come. So, uh, yeah, so uh, issue 20 seem, I'm assuming, wraps everything up. Uh, yes. It does? It yeah. does. Yeah. Oh, there's the, yeah, the, the yeah. conclusion. Okay. Well, now that's, oh, Justin, going to have to have you back for the the, uh, the final, the finale for, the, for that one for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That'd be that, fun. Um, in contrast, I think that cover is brilliant. I, I like that cover. Um, yes, that's one of the best covers, I think. Mm. It's a definite one of the best, yeah. And it, it, it uses the same colours, yellow and um, and red. So mm. that's that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, any other, I guess, any other final thoughts here, Justin? Because I'm just I'm mindful that we do have actually a, a bit of feedback I want to get through. Oh yeah, just that little excerpt from the from the letter in the back. Oh there yes, was, um, yes. Somebody called um, Tracy Leroy Birdvine, who wrote a letter, um, and this is almost forty years ago. So Tracy, if you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'm reading an excerpt of your letter from 40 years ago. Um, basically, the I'm just going to read this one little sure. bit, bit about. Now, for Bill Sienkiewicz. Sienkiewicz, I would probably darken Marvel's doorstep packing a 250 infracaliber heavy assault laser bazooka if your replacement on this book was ever announced. Oh, wow. <laughs> was, wow, there's a fan of that Bill is, right there. A big fan. Wow, geez. The threat has been laid yeah. down. That's, yeah. That's a... I, wonder, I wonder how Tracy felt when that actually did happen. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, Bill got a good a good run, uh, and, and time, yeah, time has told that it's a classic run. So Tracy, you know, your your tastes are, are refined and and perfect. <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, interesting, yeah. Tracy, if you're listening, let us know what you thought forty years yeah. ago when uh, <laughs> when it was changed. <laughs> Bit of a time capsule there. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what Tracy's doing now. Anyway, mm. uh, anyway, just sorry, sorry, maybe you're listening, Rick. Yeah, oh, I hope so. Tracy, please write in if you if you are. Um, oh, that'd be tickled. That'd be tickled if they. <laughs> uh, any um, okay? Well, shall we go to ratings then? Um, Justin, yes, I'll give you the floor for the first rating. So, any uh, closing statements for this issue? What you thought of it? And your rating, please, from the Connoisseurs rating system. My rating is a little bit slightly higher than I originally anticipated. I was really just going to give this an 8, mm-hmm. but I bumped it up to an 8.5 because I felt like this was a good showcase, not only for Marlene, and I loved seeing what she did, but I also loved seeing how it was kind of a good showcase for a lot of Mark's other abilities. Mm-hmm. You know, we get to see him do this great jungle fighting yeah. Um, in the beginning, and this great covert stuff where he's got a disguise on, and just kind of stuff that we don't really get to see him do a whole lot when he's back in in the city, back in New York. You know, he's mm-hmm. doing this globe trotting adventure, and I thought, you know, because of the uniqueness of this story, I thought that that deserved to bump it up a little bit. I I love the art as well. Yes. Oh, the art is always strong. So, uh, so Justin's eight and a half there. We're, we're calling that in between the big, beautiful yellow man and a full moon, Justin, I believe. Um, yeah. Very good. Look, similar to you, I, I did. I did self a little lower. I was going to give this a seven and a half, but I've got to say that I really did enjoy... <laughs> I, I can't say it enough. Like, I really did enjoy it. Uh, it was mm-hmm. such a good read, um, you know, and sometimes... Um, the older runs can be dated and uh, can trip up from a lot of the things from, you know, from back in the day uh, that have changed since today. Uh, look, there are a lot of still dated stuff um, within this story mm. as well, but it was just ex- exactly what you're saying, uh, Justin. The, the fact that we, we get a, a globe-trotting Moon Knight, we get more than enough action there, which is really cool. We get to see more of Frenchie and Marlene, which I think is always important. Um, mm-hmm. So I loved seeing that as well. And, you know, if this is part three of a, a four-part arc, uh, this ticks the box. You, you know, this really does ramp it mm-hmm. up from the previous two issues, and we're left with the finale at the end. But generally, I, I think part threes um, 
and generally do make the big statements out of um, you know out of a series if, if it's a four parter, mm. uh, and we we certainly mm-hmm. get that as well. Uh, added to the fact that this, uh, as I mentioned, is both a, a mission but also has a personal. There's a personal vendetta there from Mark. Mm. Uh, works well, uh, and uh, to see uh, Yitzhak Topol, um, I think it's cool. Uh, <laughs> just just another identity um, that yeah. he uses another role. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll give it an eight. I'll, I'll give it a waxing gibbous. Um, I really did enjoy mm, this. Yes. It's a fantastic read. It actually reminded me of how good this Mensch run is or can be. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, absolutely enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, all right, well, listeners, we're going to take a quick short break. Uh, and, Justin, we've just got some feedback to wrap up the show before we, uh, we, call, it, uh, we call it a day on Island Strange. All right, it sounds good. All right, listeners, we'll be back after a couple of these messages. See you soon. Tell me his name again. Thanos. I think I shall call him Adam. But return to me again empty handed, and I will bathe the stallways in your blood. Thanks, Dad. Sounds fair. Korvac's power grows, as does his madness. He would have destroyed us all had I not pulled us into the Soul Gem. Then, Thanos, I'm coming for you. After Xandar, you were going to kill my father? You dare to oppose me? You see what he has turned me into? You kill him, I will help you destroy a thousand planets. It's all right, Adam. We're here to help. Just stay cool. Uh, I don't want to be here! Resurrections, an Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast. Five years and going strong. Every other week, mostly. For all of your Adam Warlock, Thanos, or Marvel Cosmic needs. Find it on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts are available. Resurrectionsadamwarlock.tumblr.com Adam Warlock, you cannot keep leaving your philosophy books open on the floor. I always trip on them in the middle of the night on my way to the can. Hello, Looney listeners. This is Ray here. Just uh, wanting to say, look, if you like Moon Knight, I urge you to give The Fringe Knight a go. This is a self-published indie release by creator and writer Daniel Doing, um, and it's a it's a ripper of a read. Uh, the Fringe Knight is an adventure comic series set in Erie, Pennsylvania, and the series stars the title character who protects his city from every threat imaginable. From radioactive wolfmen to mad scientists putting poodles in giant robots, The Fringe Knight is there to protect. Definitely worth checking out. I highly recommend it. Uh, available, uh, just check out the show notes uh, in this episode, but uh, Fringe Knight has a Facebook page as well as a Patreon page, and you can also find all the comics on IndiePlanet.com. So check out Fringe Night by Daniel Doing. All right, let's get on to the show.
Yes, welcome back, Looney listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. And you are with your high priest of country, Ray and Justin, the Owl, Osgood. And uh, we have just reviewed Moon Knight, Volume 1, Issue 19, a fantastic read, uh, Assault on Island Strange. Now, we have some feedback here, Justin. Thank you so much, Loonies. I threw this up very quickly, Justin, and I'm, I'm saying that less than two hours before we recorded, uh, <laughs> but managed to get some feedback here. So uh, let's let's go through the feedback first on issue 19, and then we have some other feedback from previous episodes. Uh, so, Justin, can I ask maybe if you read out the Twitter and the Instagram ones? Sure. Yeah. Um, so Rigel on Twitter writes, don't know why I love it so much, but it's got one of my favorite covers from the first volume. <laughs> Thank you, Rigel. Yeah, well, um, sorry, Rigel. We we kind of went <laughs> bits of it. Yeah, hope, hoping we didn't dissuade <laughs> you there. Uh, look, look, it is a memorable cover. I've got to say that. Um, Mooney looks. It good, is memorable. It? Yeah, it is memorable. Yes, <laughs> yes. We can't fault that. Uh, no, thank you, Rigel, for for dropping in that tweet. Um, yeah, and uh, I think we got a couple, just a couple from Instagram. Instagram. Um, oh yes. We're, yeah. I liked him better. A Werewolf by Night podcast. Hey, big shout right. out to, to Matt yes. and Jacob. Yes, hello, guys. Hello there. And they write, I liked him better when he was called Speedy and shot smack. <laughs> now, I replied to this straight away, so I'm going to read these out, guys. I don't care. Um, um, Justin, maybe you can uh, elaborate for me. <laughs> Is it maybe... referring to the... The, from the other, the distinguished competitions arsenal is, oh. is a different. Person. Yeah, oh. yeah. For a while in the for I think in the nineties, um, mm-hmm. Speedy turned to a much darker edge and decided to turn him turn himself into arsenal for a while. Ah. Oh. Okay, well, see, that that totally makes sense now. To me, that was just a total random comment, but I'm glad that you have the knowledge there, Justin. So, I didn't um, know that he started having a smack habit, though. I wow. guess I'm behind reading Speedy's latest exploits. <laughs> yeah. yes. Speedy's other adventures. <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> but no, a big thank you, Matt and Jacob, for, for that comment. And then uh, Raffle since. I liked Arsenal, the action, and etc. But I'm afraid it comes to the TV show or any new adaptation in comics with the plot pushing the idea of, hey, we can't label him a terrorist. He's uniting both political sides. He wanted unity. Who cares if he wanted to kill everyone in his way? He aimed unity. Uh, yes, thank you, uh, Raphael. I, I, that's Raphael Looney Raph, um, fantastic artist in his own right. Uh, but yeah, it is an interesting concept, isn't it, Justin? Uh, the Third World mm. Army bringing the left and the right together and wanting to destroy the world. Mm. It would it would create some interesting discussion, that's for sure. Yeah. It was. I, I can't imagine how there would not be any infighting, <laughs> like at the Third World Army, uh, uniting mm. them together. You know. Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. there you go. Uh, so thank you, one and all there. Oh, no, actually, and sorry, Justin, oh. there's one more from the Facebook page. Yes. Um, oh, there we go. Dustin. Mm-hmm. Dustin. 
Kurtz, right? I liked the part where Mooney punched the dude so hard his hat stayed in place. I love that panel, too. That was great. <laughs> it's like, who? Me! And then punches him. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> I, I I would I hope that somebody makes a meme out of that those Ooh, two panels someday. That is rife for, for meme world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Moon, Moon Knight call get on it. <laughs> <laughs> he also writes. I think also it's funny that this terrorist org found a way to create intersectionality among radicals on the right and left, which <laughs> yeah, is, is a valid point. True unity in blowing shit up. <laughs> really liked the action and the dialogue. Art is really nice with some good close-up shots of Moon Knight. Would read again. Oh yes, absolutely. Thank you, Dustin. And maybe there is something to Nimrod Strange, Justin. If he can unify both the left and right, maybe we're underestimating this guy. Maybe he's got something that we don't know. Mm, he's got some charisma or he something. Yeah, yeah, to be able to. Unite those two disparate factions. It's quite yeah. a quite a feat. Yeah, he's, he's not just some <laughs> idiot in a helmet, uh, <laughs> right? With the high intensity headlamp. High intensity headlamp, just in case he needs to go mining or caving. You know. <laughs> anyway, thank you again, Loonies, uh, for that feedback for issue nineteen. Uh, I was glad to hear that you guys enjoyed it. I mean, Justin and I, we we loved it as well. Uh, we've also got just got some other feedback. Uh, so, Justin, if we scroll back to the top of night lines now, if we can just, um, uh, I guess, we'll alternate between ourselves. Um, mm. So, on YouTube again, I want to be big call out to CMK Seven people, people, boop, Chris. Thank you, Chris, so much for uh, Chris. Oh, uh, regularly leaves feedback. I mean, not that long after I post up the episode. So thank you so much for your your dedicated listening, Chris. Uh, anyway, he has some feedback for episode 221, which was our feedback episode on Moon Knight number one by Jed McKay and Capuccio. And uh, Chris writes, great hearing all the feedback from all the Moon Knight fans out there. Glad to hear I'm in the vast majority with all the fans enjoying this exciting and well-crafted new volume. With this cracking new series launch and the upcoming Disney Plus series, it's truly a fantastic time to be a loony. Now, Justin, that kind of echoes your your sentiments, uh, I do recall, in our chat online. Mm, yeah, I, I think just, I said almost the same words, yeah, actually. Yeah, I, it's, a, it's amazing, really, with all this stuff. And like I said, all the merchandise that's oh, going to be coming out. And, and, and the undies, it's, it's, the undies coming out. <laughs> <laughs> the, undies, the socks, the, the onesies socks. for babies. You know? Exactly. I, just, I love. It. I think it's. I think it's fantastic. I oh, think it's wonderful. I love it too. And thank you, Chris, so much as well. Um, yeah, uh, it looks like everyone is on board with the McKay run as well. So we'll see how it pans out. Uh, but certainly a very strong start. Mm. And then uh, Chris also writes about episode 222, uh, which featured uh, was the spotlight on Werewolf by Night. Uh, great chat, guys. I'm dying to know if Daniel's Werewolf by Night number 32 is still near mint. <laughs> I know as a kid I treated my comics pretty poorly, completely ignorant of thinking they'd ever be worth anything. And the ones that did survive to today are in pretty rough shape, unfortunately. I also loved how Daniel phrased this about Moon Knight, a mortal man stepping into the world of the supernatural who could walk among the monsters. This defining feature really sold the character for me and captured my imagination as a young reader. That is that is a great 
line about Moon Knight. That is a great line. Uh, no uh, surprise that Daniel is a is a great writer in his own right as well, a writer and creator. Uh, oh, thank you, Chris. Yeah, uh, Justin, do you have, by any chance, Werewolf by Night, 32, 33? I don't have the original copies, mm-hmm. no. Those are some of my, my white whale, holy grail ones, but I <laughs> still too. have them in the, uh, the epic collection that I yes. can read. Yeah, me yeah, too. But the um, originals, originals are going to be a. I know. One of those, one of those things. Yeah. Should have picked them. Should have picked them up when I started this podcast. That would, you know, that back in 2017, that would have been easy to get. But now it's a little mm. bit harder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to get even more difficult oh, I think, over the next. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, if we bounce to Facebook now, our page. Uh, we've got a, a an entry here from Chad, the power, the power of, Chad. of Chad, and uh, and he writes. This is about Moon Knight number one. Uh, he writes. Sorry for the late entry, loonies. I love this issue. It walked us through Mark's past, but didn't patronise us about his exploits, labouring over little details. The action was fantastic. The references were nostalgic, and the new characters didn't seem out of place or shoehorned in. I absolutely live for the colour of Mark's persona now. He seemed uh, like a silver-adorned sheriff trying to keep peace in his little shaded stretch of city. I like that. Um, With the reveal of Hunter's Moon, I'm all in for saying he's a uh, lycanthropic moon priest. Yes. Well, uh, cover three kind of shows that. Maybe a cat. Maybe a bat. Who knows? 10 out of 10 issue. A big fuck off Hunter's Moon. Uh, and then he says, Chad says, as, as always, I'll be ready to let folks know when the Comixology site uploads the new issues. Always appreciate it, Chad, because uh, loonies, we love helping each other out. So please keep at it. But thank you so much, Chad. Uh, Justin, very much uh, in the same uh, mindset as many of the other loonies. Mm, I'm, loving, I'm loving this enthusiastic reaction to the first issue i love it yeah it could because it could have gone the other way and we could have all been oh. you know hang our heads and be like what are they doing but yeah. the fact that everybody's it's almost unanimous i haven't really mm. heard any complaints or any major yeah. criticisms so and, i yeah i'm i'm very happy yeah and and it's and it's not like it's like oh it was a decent issue like people are saying this was really cool so mm. that's very encouraging as well um so yeah. let's see how people, people aren't saying it was just okay yeah that it was just average that it was just entertaining they're saying that it was excellent so that's yeah. to me that's the the hallmark of a good success mm. Mm. so can't wait and um and yes chad uh issue cover to issue three shows hunter's moon it does show a bit of a furry hand and some claws so it could well be a werewolf um oh, we don't so. know uh so mm. the final two here justin uh do you want to grab them that's that last last instagram one and then we have a final one from facebook the facebook group Sure. So uh, Jacob Balcombe writes, nice job on the recent Werewolf by Night themed episode. I really enjoyed listening. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you, Jacob. Um, yeah, just a little one. I thought I'd include it there just to give Jacob a shout out. But thank you so much yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah. And uh, okay. the final then we one. have from uh, Douglas, yeah. Jonathan Vincent. AKA, um, sorry, Justin. Uh, so Douglas uh, is also L- Lena. Um, yeah, so Douglas, the sister. Yes. Yeah. There's actually two reviews in one here. Mm. So, uh, okay. So I've read the new Moon Knight number one. 
Sorry I didn't get my feedback to you in time for the feedback episode. I really enjoyed it. I'll admit that I, Lena, am a little bit harder sell on comic book stories than Doug or some of the others in our system that are more general superhero and sci-fi fans than I am. I personally tend to like the stories in any genre that really delve into the psyche of the characters, get into their heads, and explore what makes them tick, so to speak. And of course, I'm especially interested in stories about characters with DID. That said, spoilers from here on out, I was a little disappointed that this issue didn't really talk about the DID much, but I was fascinated to see Moon Knight's Avengers-appointed therapist and the fact that they're going to delve into the faith aspect of Moon Knight's devotion to Khonshu. The contradictions of his being the son of a rabbi, but devoted to an Egyptian god, even though he doesn't particularly like that god at the moment, are all very interesting. And of course, the additions of Hunter's Moon and whoever is intent on breaking Mark's faith made for additional interesting twists. All in all, I'm very interested to see where they go from here. Oh, and I did enjoy the action sequences as well. Lena. And now for something completely different, here's Doug's review. Vampires, C-list Spider-Man villains, a creepy Joker-esque villain hiding in the shadows, ready to ruin our hero's life. <laughs> I hope Ray Ray Pod is right that it is Arcade. He's one of my all-time favorite villains. Amazing art and a badass doctor who also happens to be the other Fist of Conchu. What's not to love? May Rebecca, Ray, and Connor Shue watch over the denizens of Into the Night, Doug. Thank you, Doug. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much, Doug and Lena. Very, um, very cool. Very, uh, very, I guess, um, differing uh, reviews for this. Uh, Doug seems to be really all out into into that kind of yeah comic book world, mm. and which is really fun to see and and fun to hear mm. that he's enjoying it. Uh, Lena, yeah, um, I know having chatted with Lena over um, you know, messages and stuff, uh, yeah, that she's very more into the DID, which is really cool. And mm-hmm. that was a little lacking, I guess, in, in issue one of Moon Knight. So uh, understandably so, that it may have been a little disappointing on that for that side of things. But um, but I'm sure there'll be more to it. And, and as Lena says, there are a lot of very in- other interesting aspects. Uh, the fact of the heretic, of, of um, the follower without mm-hmm. a god, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, and questioning the, the faith of Conchu, that sort of stuff. So uh, yeah, very, very interesting stuff. Yeah, I think that they will talk about DID later in the series. I do. I think mm. that it might not be like right away in the first yes. two or three issues, but I think eventually it will be discussed. And oh, I'm yeah. looking forward to that. It'll be great. Mm, yeah, I, I tend to think um, even more so than that, Justin. Maybe the first, I think the first arc, because uh, I think Jed said that um, he's written. I think he's written up to twelve. Um, so I'm assuming oh, the good. first, yeah, I'm assuming the first uh, arc, so the first six issues, will be very much, you know, what we saw in issue one. So maybe the DID mm-hmm. takes a back seat, but yeah, who knows? Uh, beyond that, um, hopefully we'll we'll get to see a little bit of a peak. I mean, Doctor Sturman did mention that DID can be managed, but she's really more into this whole uh, superhuman mentor side. Uh, so yeah, 
um, we'll definitely see it. But yeah, thanks again also to Doug as well. I loved I loved your review. Uh, and yeah, I'm setting myself up for a fall here, Justin, by saying arcade. <laughs> like we'll see. No, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I, I hope guess. you're right too. I I would love to see. Like I said, our Moon Knight and Murder World would be a fantastic story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would love be great. That. Yeah, I'll have to. Um, yeah. I'll have to. I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll put up a, a competition or something. If I'm right, I've got to give something away. You know, I give. I give. I prize. So that's it. So, I mean, loonies, thank you, one and all, for all those all that feedback. It's fantastic to get that in. Uh, again, I just wanted to celebrate. I mean, the amount of loonies uh, out there and within our community, those that are, are reading the, the comic book, uh, those that may be listening to the podcast, it's really great. And, and as you said, Justin, um, it is it's a great time to be a loony. Same with Chris, it's a great time to be a loony. So um, mm. I just can't wait, you know, upward and onward from here. Absolutely. Yeah, it's going to get bigger and better from here on out. Yeah. I'm very excited for the future of our of our dear fist of Conchu. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and that rounds out our our uh, episode, Justin. Uh, we just wanted to thank you once again for for being a, such a fantastic person to have a, a good old chat with and, and going through a comic. Okay. Um, yeah. Thank you very much. I had a great time. It was great to to revisit this issue, which I I haven't read in a few years. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're gonna time. have to. We're going to have to set you up for, for issue 20, but also those other bonus issues that we were talking about. No reveals yet, loonies, but um, I'd love to, to to get you behind the mic again, Justin, and, and have a good old chat about those. Yeah, we'll have to schedule that next time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, hopefully, we'll, we'll, we'll make it work. I'll, I'll make sure that we can we can fit it in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Next phase, loonies, uh, another couple of episodes will come your way. I'll try to get the discussion thread out a bit earlier, and I'll let you know what issue we're going to be reviewing. But it's going to be a waxing crescent, so that means it's a lunar pick again, but a modern run review. Uh, the issue has not been confirmed yet, but once I do, I'll, I'll put it up there so we can uh, gather your thoughts as well. Always good to hear. And uh, and hopefully a special guest co-host. Uh, haven't confirmed it yet, but it's another Aussie, Andrew Shaw. Uh, he is an indie comic book writer, uh, and he's a huge Moon Knight fan as well. So uh, of those that may have listened... Yeah, those who may have listened to Werewolf by Night, the podcast, uh, Andrew and I both jumped on to talk about um, Moon Knight's appearance in Werewolf by Night. Uh, so top bloke. Um, he's got some comics mm. out there. Uh, well worth it. And hopefully I can grab him for the show. But uh, keep your eyes peeled on social media and uh, we'll, I'll confirm that. Um, finally as well, Patreon, patreon.com slash ITK Moon Knight. Plenty of incentives there. Please go check it out. Uh, consider being a member. Uh, even just your support by listening is, is greatly appreciated. If you can share... Uh, let others know about the podcast. That that's also also great as well. Uh, sponsored by Hello Headphones. Now earlier I mentioned, but if you use the code ITK Moon Knight, you'll get ten percent off their online store. Go get yourself some some nice headphones so you can listen to Justin's dulcet tones in all its glory. Um, <laughs> also, Dreamland Comics. Uh, if you use the code Moon, you can get twenty percent off their online store. So pick yourself up issue nineteen. First appearance of Arsenal, it's going to be hot, I tell you. Uh, and mm. 
<laughs> wouldn't wouldn't that be interesting? I'm just thinking, Justin. Wouldn't that be so cool if he does turn up in in Moon Knight, um, Moon Knight's TV show? Mm. I would just at, lose at my... least in the second season, maybe oh. if not the first season. Maybe <laughs> they, maybe they'll have some tangential references to him in the first season to set him up for the second one. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll be great. And and I'd love to see if they do for them to misname him again and call him Hugo Strange. Oh, just, I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> Have somebody slip up and be like, yeah. I, I mean, Nimrod, yeah. Nimrod, yeah. Uh, yeah we that. <laughs> um, we're also members of affiliate, uh, affiliate members of Entertainment Earth, so your action figure needs, go check him out. Um, anything that you buy off our link from the show notes will help us as well. And finally, we are part of the collective fantastic, fantastic repository of of shows uh, there are a, f- a fair few new ones as well um so i want to shout out dread or dead it's a judge dread podcast hosted by david Ooh. finn from signal of doom yeah he, he's a big dread fan uh and also oh, i've got to shout out again inner demons a ghostwriter podcast i love uh that show and brian biggie doing great work over there so big big props to to brian the big man biggie um Finally, you can contact us, email at um, itkmoonnight at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Discord, Get Vocal. We're also on Podchaser, which incidentally, if you can leave a rating there or Apple Podcasts, would really love. Uh, I haven't had a rating in a while. Um, it would be good. I mean, just to, uh, to cast our net further, so hopefully other loonies out there can find the show. Um, that about wraps it up, I guess. Uh, Justin, again, uh, oh, it's pretty late over there. Uh, I was about to say, what do you have planned over the next coming few days? Oh, well, I'll be doing some more reading, actually. I'm, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm working with our friend Russell on a special project, ah. which we're kind of keeping as a surprise right now, but I'm doing some, some reading in preparation for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it'll be it'll be good. I'll have a good week of reading and nice. unpacking and getting settled into the new place. So it'll, it's going to be very good. Awesome. And I forgot to ask you about any shout outs. If you wanted to shout out anything, or um, that that sounds pretty still pretty under wraps though. Uh, that project with Russell. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to let him make that announcement okay. for sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We are going to be. Dis- I will reveal. We're going to be discussing a Moon Knight villain though. Oh, Arsenal? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Jumped on that one. <laughs> That'd be good. Ask Russell if he can. That would be, yeah. Say. <laughs> that would be good. We'll have, to do, we'll have to do two different ones, though, where there's oh, yeah, two different true. Arsenal. Yeah, the, be- the better ones. one and the not-so-good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, righty. Well, then, uh, oh, sorry, any, any other things? Sorry, I interrupted you there. No, that's okay. That no, was it. Yeah, that was all. Okay. Cool, cool. Well, having said that, listeners, may country watch over the denizens of the night. We'll catch you around next time. See you, everyone. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.